Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Clemps. This is uh, episode two of season two. How exciting! And uh, today we have a, a very special guest. His name is Mecha Gamezilla. You may remember him because I I gave him a little a little spot in my my favorite YouTubers of a certain year that I can't remember off the top of my brain.、Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself, my friend, and what you do? Hello.、Um, I I mean. Of course, this was going to come up. Introduce yourself, and I realize in this moment that if I had even spent five seconds trying to think of something in advance, I might have something here. But yeah, I do. <laughs> I do YouTube videos, and I hope they're amusing. And I do a podcast as well. And the idea behind the channel is, I've I'm reviewing the entire universe. So no matter what it is. I have to review it, and、uh, it won't end until I've done everything. So, <laughs> yeah, which is why it's called the Infinite Review, and it's very, very entertaining. <laughs>、oh, thank you. It's like、uh, when I when I first checked out yours,、uh, was it like properly dug into the Infinite Review? It was when you were just like you were just reviewing an old. Dusty, forgotten pile of bricks, <laughs> and <laughs> just in, in like near Dublin. And I was like, right. And you, you made it entertaining. And I was like, this, this, this is special. This is something special. I love this. It was so good. Yeah,、uh, it is. It's fun that、uh, like I used to do、uh, video game stuff under Mecha Gamezilla, but what was clear to to anyone who watched through those is. The video games themselves were very rarely the focus of what, where the comedy was coming from, Be、mm -hmm. because every video practically was it was just a, a honey trap. Basically, I'm going to talk about this game, and then very quickly, it turns out to be I'm talking about something else entirely. So, <laughs> yeah, so hang on a minute, I've been tricked. <laughs> It's basically a more honest version of what I was doing before. But what I still like about the The infinite review is that sometimes you'll just you'll go into like video game related things. Like it was when you were reviewing、um, a specific type of cereal, and you just go to the Divinity Original Sin Two guy, and you're doing like a video game interview, but then you just start asking him about cereal. <laughs> and it's brilliant. That was uh, um, it was very good of him to be up for that. Well, I was gonna say like, how did that come about? Well. See, I've never ever had any sort of connection to <laughs> anyone in the business in a, in a serious way. <laughs> and one day, I, I received、uh, an email from Larian saying, "You know,、uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two is coming out for consoles. We'd like you to come in. We'd like to show it to you." Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> I had to Google any name. On the email, <laughs> like, I ref I refused to believe that this was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just impossible, and、uh, it turns out it was it was real. And I legit, I did say, I made clear, look, I'm happy to come in and take a look if you want to show me this, but I will tell you now, I will not <laughs> review this game. <laughs> I, like, I I wanted to just. Be completely honest and say, if you're hoping for any kind of legitimate, worthwhile endorsement, yeah, <laughs> I'm not your guy. And I wasn't trying to be, you know, of course, yeah, dismissive of them. I just 
I just wanted to be clear because I didn't want to go in letting them think, oh, this is a YouTube guy and he's going to promote our stuff for us. And uh, of course, like I, I thought it, it was a, an amazingly good sport for him to uh, to know that I'm not going to advertise the game. Yeah, but he will go along with this really stupid interview joke idea of mine. Well, I was about to say so, like the the whole. I'm, I mean, I can only assume because it was it was so outlandish. I'm assuming that he was completely in on the joke. Um, <laughs> and, and I guess just, just just to give people who may not know what we're talking about, let's let's give people some more context. So uh, why don't you just like take the wheel? Oh well, there's uh there was a serial called Start Serial, and they stopped making it. And uh, it's a serial that I really liked when I was small, but I knew it had this really awful reputation. Like <laughs> whenever it came up, it was it would really split a room. Yeah, a lot of people really had it in for Star Seal. They hated it. But anyway, it was being discontinued, and I thought I felt as one of the few people who had any passion for it. I should talk about this. Maybe this. Why not? Something. Yeah. Funny about that, and I thought, would it? Would it be funny to make a video that was just ludicrously over the top in depth? Like, show just far too... Like, nobody cares about this. No one. Yeah. So I'm going to make, like, a miniature epic documentary about the downfall of Star Serial and why that's happened. And it turned out to be something to... It was tied into Disney's takeover. It was to do with... Star Wars downfall. It was to do with all sorts of things. Sports people being disgraced. Who knew? But anyway, it was during the making of that video that this Larian interview opportunity came up. And what I think is amazing is it's one thing to see that interview shot in the context of the video. But I think that poor guy has no idea like the start serial video doesn't exist yet yeah so <laughs> as far as he's concerned i'm just being really fucking rude yeah but... right <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was difficult because i was only there for about an hour maybe oh my god and it it was so polite because mm-hmm. they were all so lovely. Everyone there was really nice. And we just got on really well. It was just all very polite. And then I'm suddenly setting up a camera. And as soon as it's rolling, I know the only way this is going to be funny is if I'm rude as fuck. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> I just had to go for it. And thankfully, uh, he was, you know, yeah. in enough on the joke to be like, yeah, okay, Good. that's fine. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Well, I, I, there was like one point where he's like, "Oh yeah, Divinity Original Two is gonna be coming," and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great." Um, so have you heard about Star Serial? <laughs> and it's it was. So good. I mean, bless him. He's he's properly there to advertise a game, and I'm just yeah. I I know that I'm not <laughs> being okay there, and it's not usually the kind of thing I like to do. But don't don't you feel like like a it's like a good endorsement of the game regardless if he shows that he's a good sport and then people are going to watch it and go like ah he's a a good sport i will buy his game because he seems cool oh absolutely i mean he's he's worked at all these he, like he's a professional he he'll know he'll oh know. sure absolutely this is perfect for the larian brand this is 
this is the kind of uh, lightheartedness we want to advertise. I, I know. Oh, mm-hmm. I know you. I know your <laughs> games. And uh, you know, speaking of cereal, I'm 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 looking back into my childhood right now. I've got I've got the the, the goggles on. I'm going back. Whoa! Down I go. Whoa! Into the wormhole of <laughs> Mr. time. Mr. Clamps, come come back. <laughs> Catch me! Um, and what do I find at the very bottom of this wormhole? Why it's a big box of Cookie Crisp. Uh, the world's more, more disappointing cereal. <laughs> uh, are, are you aware of Cookie Crisp? Oh yeah, but I will say it's got to be the second most disappointing because interesting. Fir- first place for the most disappointing cereal will always go to Apple Jack. Uh, you know, I've never tried Apple Jacks, so I've got to hear. I've got to. What do you, What do you think Apple Jacks taste like? Apple. Well, you're in for number one disappointment. I'm telling you. What? What do they taste like? Look, it's out of my hands, all right? This, this is bullshit. Let us know in the comments what uh, Apple Jacks taste like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pay money for Apple Jacks now just to save <laughs> no, my... And that's the other thing, because I got them back when it was an extremely rare novelty for like, oh, we've we've got some cereals in from overseas. Yeah. I, w- I won't tell you how much I paid for those Apple Jacks, but I will fucking tell you number one most disappointing cereal of all time. You know what? So... It's funny because when, like, I guess on the topic of, uh, I will go back to Cookie Crisp. You know, no, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna spin off on a tangent right now. I'm gonna <laughs> stick with this Cookie Crisp bullshit. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was like, listen, cookies and milk together. They, that sounds like a great fun time. Mum, get me Cookie Crisp, or you're a shit mum, and I'll hate you for about a day <laughs> before I forget about this whole thing. This is all in writing. Yeah, exactly. Is <laughs> it, mother? <laughs> Please bequeath unto me your finest cookie crisp. And then... I've been an agreeable young man. Have I not, <laughs> mother? Have, have I not been good today, mother? <laughs> have I not dropped a single plate today? And sure enough, down to the Asda we go and we get some cookie crisp. And uh, tasted like hot garbage in my mouth. It's just, it, it's, it, I, I hate the facade that Cookie Crisp, like, give, it's it's such bullshit. It's not, they don't taste like cookies at all. Chip the Wolf is a big, filthy liar. <laughs> they do not taste like cookies. It just tastes like nasty little wheat balls with nasty chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. And it makes the milk taste naff. It's, you know, it's like, like at least Cocoa Pops. It comes with the... Uh, you are in such better hands with Cocoa Pops. Or what, what do the Americans call it? Isn't it Cocoa Puffs? Really? I think so. Yeah, Cocoa Pops over here. It's pretty ridiculous. But it's like, why do you call them Cocoa Pops? Because when you put milk in them, they they, they pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are loads of things like that. Like, like suddenly feeling ashamed. <laughs> well, they, they um, you know, the milk makes them pop. Yeah. And they say, does it? <laughs> and you have to concede. I mean, no, sometimes. No, really. <laughs> they, they, they snap and they crackle. Does the chocolate on... The Rice Krispies, is that like a silencer for a snap, crackle, pop <laughs> situation? Because Cocoa Pops don't seem to give off that same snap, crackle, pop that Rice Krispies are so famous for. See, I like the idea that it more serves as like a power limiter for all these snap, <laughs> crackle, and pop pixies. And it contains them like a Dragon Ball Z character and it turns into Coco the monkey. So, I mean, this might be a little bit too wild for your listeners, but how about how about this for a theory? Go on. Cocoa Pops are the that's the progenitor. That's the first thing. And they remove the limiters. 
to make Rice Krispies. That's bonkers. Rice Krispies are made out of Cocoa Pops rather than the other way around. That, that is, that's scary. That's a scary thought. Someone at Kellogg says, remove the limiters. <laughs> Take, so we can't. <laughs> it's like, sir, I, I really don't think that, remove the limiters. <laughs> sir, they're, they're snapping. They're crackling. They're popping. He's <laughs> <laughs> The fucking red flashing lights reflecting in his glasses. God help us all. <laughs> it's basically like that movie Toys. Oh, I, I hated that movie. They brought in a new guy and he turned it all evil. It's like, oh, we've got lovely, we've got lovely Cocoa Pops. And it's like, what if, what if they were dangerous? I want these to snap, crackle and pop. <laughs> You're a madman, sir. What are you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> I like this law. It's pretty good. I guess but so I guess um with with the whole cereal thing, American cereals uh, with uh, Apple Jacks. Have you ever tried Lucky Stars? Uh I've not actually Oh sorry, no, sorry, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Yeah. Um, I've not I don't, I've never had them. I don't th- I don't think I've ever had any cereal that had marshmallow in it or quote unquote marshmallow it, it, it so i have heard about lucky charms ever since i watched austin powers as a little boy and it had that guy in it and he's uh you know he's let me just he's doing your people proud with the <laughs> accent <laughs> he really is when i saw austin powers that was the first time i truly felt pride <laughs> i mean i watched uh michael collins meh uh. i watched austin powers and i stood up and saluted to the uh, <laughs> sort of leprechaun uh, assassin. What, as he was it, being it, flushed down the toilet? While he was being flushed down the toilet. <laughs> you and finally good representation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it, folks. I mean, there was, there was parties on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just picture it. Picturing his little head down the toilet in Ireland going, hooray! <laughs> I remember I, I I visited my my grandfather who, I mean, he was he was near the end at the time. Mm-hmm. And I held his hand and I leaned down and I, I'm so glad that I was able to tell him we made it. <laughs> there's a, there's a stupid uh, leprechaun assassin guy in Austin Powers. We made it. <gasps> People, people in America history. know about us now. <laughs> and uh, he he smiled, and then he then he uh, passed. But I'll I'll always thank uh, Mike Myers for that for what he for, for what he gave us. Yeah, he gave us back the uh, self respect that the British took away. Yeah, we do that a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a habit we've had over the years, really. But we've kind of we've fallen off it a little. Rain, uh, just rain a pull it back. Rain, rain a. <laughs> so anyway lucky charms lucky charms the cereal um if you want to have cavities after a single bowl then lucky charms are your treat um again ridiculously high price so i guess considering how a large majority of my audience are american you may be surprised to find out that we do not have lucky charms uh in the united kingdom and i'm assuming ireland because whenever i find them they are in the international section, <laughs> and they cost about five quid. Worldwide cuisine. 
Yeah. Mm, and you, you get you get your lucky charms, you get root beer there. The far west. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we leave out into our muddy fields and we go, <laughs> ah, a taste of culture at last, finally. <laughs> but uh no, lucky charms are weird. They they are it's almost like dehydrated marshmallow. Mm. And it's it is so sickly sweet. But it, how can I put it? You know, like Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. It kind of has that, like, really overpowering sweetness of a Pop-Tart in a tiny little marshmallow. The idea of starting the day with any of these things. <sighs> like, <laughs> if I had a Pop-Tart before going to school, I would be asleep again before 10 o'clock. Yeah, honestly. Um, I mean... It's like have, <laughs> basically like having a big carvery before going to school. Just, just wrapping up in your school bag and going, good night. Yeah, pretty much. Do you ever used to fall asleep a lot in school? I, I never, I never found myself falling asleep apart from maybe once, where the teacher very kindly just, just, just went bam on the table, and I went oh, like that. I, I never first. I would be extremely close to, like I, I remember mm. being very tired very often. Yeah, but it's like it's like in the cinema as well. I've never ever fallen asleep in the cinema, but I've been exhausted. But I just. Just sit on the precipice of actual trip to nod, but yeah, I'm not sure why. I think it's because I was conditioned when I was younger watching cartoons that falling asleep in class was like it would get you sent to detention <laughs> because for whatever reason in in those cartoons, teachers would get furious at these kids for falling asleep. So whenever I found myself falling asleep, I'd excuse myself to go to the bathroom. I'd splash my face a few times and go back in. And then I still failed a majority of my GCSEs. <laughs> so go figure. Um, I don't know. School was a, was a weird time in the, in the, in the lunch hall. This is back in the good old day uh, on the topic of, I guess, sugary foods. Um, do you remember Freddo frogs? Oh yeah. Yeah. Classic, classic. They now cost about two pounds a Freddo. I have to be that hundred year old boar who says, they used to be Taz bars, you know. I <laughs> loved Taz bars. Mm-hmm. I loved, and then yeah, and then that bastard frog <laughs> came and stole Taz's and everyone legacy loves him from him so much. It's like, oh, you, you've no idea, mate. <laughs> I know they they were like so perfectly priced, and they were dangerously priced as well because my parents used to give me a pound lunch money, which would get me a burger and a drink uh which is fair enough you know like again like you might get some chips as well or some salad if you're really crazy um but they priced freddo frogs 10p a frog now for those of you uh, freddo frogs are essentially little chocolate bars shaped like a happy a happy frog Mm. and uh the issue is is that my parents underestimated me oh sorry they overestimated me because i was a dumb kid and I was like, right, so I could get a cheeseburger and some chips, or <laughs> I could get 10 Freddo frogs, and that would last me the whole day. You've, you've beaten the system here. Well, yeah, exactly. And then, so for a majority of my, my school life growing up, I'd have, like, water and then just 10 Freddo frogs <laughs> to keep me going throughout the day. And no wonder I couldn't pay attention in class. I was... I was, I was awful oh oh you paid attention for the first five minutes oh no one was paying more attention and then after that 
yeah my, my head starts to crane i start to read all the sign uh, i think uh was it like one time we we went into the computer lab and we printed off uh about 10 laminated they they that but that was a mistake they shouldn't have done that they shouldn't have let the school kids have access to the lamination printer oh the kids are full of sugar the first thing they want to do is just laminate things well, we, we had a weird sense of humor, me and my friends, and it's a kind of sense of humor where I, I kind of feel like there are certain elements of it I still find funny today because we printed off tons of pictures of Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and we just hung them up randomly around the school. Um, these like laminated pictures, but we'd hang them in places you wouldn't really notice. like Authority destroyed. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> just these, these like Carlton pictures would just pop up around school and it was, it was, it was a brilliant time. That was, that was a time where, you know, things weren't as terrible as they are today when Carlton's face graced us all in the school halls. <laughs> but now, look, the world's on fire. It's because Carlton isn't going to look after us. <laughs> I can't stand it. Oh, man. All right, so crazy cereals and Freddo frogs aside, uh, I do have some questions here from Twitter. Uh, one of those questions is from Pyranoid D, and they ask the question, I would love to know where Mecca gets his idea for the infinite review. If there's even a process, a method to the madness, if you will, how does one man prioritize the entire contents of the universe? Uh, and there's a little like side note here, which said, also, did you ever emotionally or otherwise fully recover from the loss of old Lemsip? Um, well, the uh, on the question of the emotional uh, recovery, that's about my Animal Crossing town just... Uh... <laughs> imploding within a week of island backup being made available to all. I was about to say, I feel like that that's a little story in of itself. <laughs> um, so I, I know you like Animal Crossing. Yeah. I, I know that. I've known that for years at this point. Uh, it, was, it was back in the day. I remember you, I, either you visited my town or I visited yours back when New Leaf first came out. So that's going back a ways. That is, yeah. Going back a long time, like we, we've been kind of very friendly acquaintances for all that time. And uh, it's nice that over the years, things have finally started to blossom a little bit more into what I would call a friendship. And that makes me happy. All right. Well, you know, we'll see how this goes first. And, you know yeah. what? I'm, I, I wish I could say that didn't sting, <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, please continue. But yeah, it, it all disappeared. I thought, well, that's that then. But then... A lot of people were very kind to help me get back on my feet, as it were, in-game. And I had a, a big stream where for about seven hours, I just had people visit my God. and uh, chatted to them. And they could drop things off and, you know, help me out by bringing recipes and supplies. That's so wholesome. And yeah, but it was that, uh, it was the niceness of that which brought back the positive feelings towards the game because it was a big kind of like well fuck this i'm not gonna play it again yeah uh, am, am i allowed curse <laughs> oh of course you are yeah absolutely i can't believe i've got in this far without doing it i think oh you have but uh <laughs> you, you have I've, I've 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 caught them in my head <laughs> um, but yeah it was it was so nice i was so wonderful and uh New Lamp is now even better than before. I I only miss. Sorry, did did I did I I called it old Lemsip? Yeah, but because I thought it was a spelling mistake. Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, the the name is such a, a stupid 
thing. <laughs> I suppose it's a pun on Lemsip, but because oh. <laughs> my animal, my new leaf town was Lemsip, right? Gotcha. So it's my my new is Lemsip, which is a Discworld reference and oh. a Lemsip reference, and fi- fittingly, uh, Lesp was the place in Discworld, and that was an island that arose from the ocean and then disappeared again. So it was a repeatedly destroyed island. That's really cute. Okay, that's nice. And so it turned out to be prescient. So... <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, my my, uh, my my Animal Crossing town is called Lindablum after, you guess it, Final Fantasy IX. But I was very disappointed because about... A month after um, New Horizons came out, I suddenly realized that Lumbridge would have been a much cooler name uh, from from good old classic RuneScape, <laughs> and it's much easier to pronounce, and I've, I've never wanted to delete my town more, but I was too stuck in at that point. Ah, uh, Lind- Lindblom's good, though. I, I do, yeah. It, that, that place is like a video game home for but me. I would be afraid of the horrifying uh, what's the summon type Asimos? Asimov. Yeah, it's been a while. But... Do you mean the was it do you mean the big Vorboy? Yeah. Yeah. He he like sucks all of them in. Truly horrifying moment. It it was hair raising when you're a kid and you get up to that moment and you're like, oh my god, like this I thought is this horrible. game was nice. Yeah, and I mean look like, at everyone's cause... proportions. This is supposed to be nice time. Well, the scariest thing about Atomos is that when, when when he sucks everything in and he disappears, there's not a trace of them left. So you're just like, where did they go? <laughs> That's the scary thing. Your imagination starts Oh, they're starts in a better to... place, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, we went way off on time. <laughs> so uh, let's go back, shall we? Uh, as for how I pick, is it how I pick the topics for the Infinite Review? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So it... it it truly is a mix of, I mean, there's some stuff that's bound to happen, like E3 comes along, so I do E3. Christmas comes along, so I do Christmas. And uh, other than that, like some of it's circumstantial, like Beasts of the East was like, I made that video because it happened and I was suddenly caught in a snowstorm. So Oh, like, sure, right, sure. Let's do this. Other thing is the stuff that I just, wanted to cover from the start like uh, dinosaurs and oh yeah uh, and then of course the start serial was like oh this serial is going away what if I did a video on this so I do like to try and keep uh, the topics that I cover for that to truly feel like it could be anything yeah absolutely so I try not to do too many things similar in a row but uh yeah, it's it's really just whatever I feel like uh, I could <laughs> try and squeeze some potential comedy out of. Well, I was going to say, I guess that's the difficult thing about... You, you have a show called The Infinite Review, but then I can imagine, despite having an infinite amount of possibilities, you're just stuck there going... What the hell do I do now? <laughs> uh, is that is that the case? Because I know that would be that would be it for me. Yeah, I mean. It it can be tough because even if you have a channel that covers a certain thing, whatever that is, even if you're limited to that, you know what you're covering. Yeah. So, you know, uh, 
if you do if you do have, if you have a board game channel there's going to be new board games out you talk about those board games talk about some of your favorite old board games some old board games you don't like you know what you're doing but yeah like you say uh, if you can pick anything it can be a little bit overwhelming sure so i i try to just i've kept a list of uh potential topics that i just add to whenever i have a thought of maybe Maybe that'll be good sometime. Maybe that'll be good. Uh, but I try not to uh, like sit and think too much about one unless that is the one I'm working on at the moment. I completely get you. No, but that's that's fair enough. See, I've been I've been like toying with ideas for for new things to do on the channel because uh, I feel like a few of you guys may know. Like earlier in the year, I had a big, just a big breakdown in terms of. Um, just general creativity, like mental health. It, it was a real big splat. That's the best way to describe it. It was a splat. And it was after the seven remake video. And <laughs> that that game has given has given me a significant amount of headaches since its release. And I was just like, I am sick of video games right now. I love them, but I'm sick of talking about them. I'm gonna take a break and I wanna come back and I want to experiment with new things of the channel. So I did a movie review, which I talked to you about, uh, Owen, which was which was fun. And I'm I'm really glad it hit off so well, but some of the other ideas I was toying around with, I've been toying around with for a long time now. Um, it's something which I might again. This is something. <laughs> please d- don't don't say this is. I'm gonna do it. This is a maybe. Um, when I eventually move somewhere with a nicer kitchen, I'd love to do food reviews. But I'm talking food reviews from the perspective of somebody who cannot cook. And I think it'll be really fun to, like, for example, there's like this this particular dish and I'm shown a picture of it. And then me, with my cooking knowledge, have to try and cook that without any recipe. <laughs> Just try to get things which I think looks like could go into that dish. And then essentially talk to the audience whilst I'm cooking. Mm. Um, you know, just about various things or about what I'm currently doing. Maybe, you know, try and pull a few jokes here or there. Or kind of doing a bit like what Brutal Moose does. He has a channel called, uh, or he has a series called Brutal Foods where he gets like frozen meals and he'll just heat them up, eat them and review them. And it's the editing which makes it really funny. And I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. I could do that. And I, I feel like, you know, it, it might be worth just just playing around with it a little bit. And I think it might be a bit of a giggle if, if, it, if it all goes off well. Um, so yeah, just because, I, I don't know, I think one of my, I'm not even going to call it a guilty pleasure, but something I love to binge watch on on YouTube is uh, food-related content. People, especially food challenges. People like uh, LA Beast, <laughs> the legend. Uh, I like to call him my caveman boyfriend because he's really hot. But the stuff he does is so stupid. Um, he just goes in, he goes, LA Beast here! And then he fucking chugs about two gallons worth of raw eggs. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like ah, yeah, there he goes, my my caveman boyfriend yet again. Yeah, what was the... Oh, uh, people like... Uh, was it Baking with Babish? Or Cooking with uh, Babish? Cooking, cooking with Babish? I think it's Cooking with... Yeah, Cooking with Babish. He's quite fun. Or Binging with Babish? Binging with Babish. That's the one, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got them because people will have been screaming 
furiously. Oh, they would have been <laughs> ripping their hair out. They would have been tearing at their pubes in furious, in, in a furious flight. I'm also very excited because you've named it a YouTube channel and YouTube content that I, I know. And I'm like, I, I've seen that. Hey, look at that. Is, is, isn't this stuff just like really wholesome? You just put it on, you can go to sleep with no. it. Um, he has a really good idea going on on his channel as well, where it's like, right, let's watch a cartoon and there's a really dumb recipe. Let's recreate it exactly like Rachel's trifle from Friends. Let's let's get all the layers, raspberry, the trifle, the shepherd's pie. Mm. And then he has to try and create an edible version of that dish. And it's really, really good. Um, so yeah, food channels in general, I, I've been on a real kick forum lately. Uh, not only that, but things like Kitchen Nightmares I've always mm. loved. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Zumbo's Just Dessert. <laughs> Which which me and uh, me and my part we like me and my partner like to make fun of it quite a bit because um, <laughs> it's like most food shows you know you have like a personality that comes on and you're like oh Gordon Ramsay fiery can hold your attention he's like you know whenever he's he's on he's commanding you know he, he's like a really good host mm. but then Zumbo's just desserts like God bless his little heart you'll see what I mean if you watch it uh, it's a great show like they. It's like Bake Off, but exclusively for um, another show. I love Bake Off; just a great show. Um, they create extremely intricate, crazy-looking desserts, mm. and it's really fun. But then Zumbo will step out, and it's Australian as well. And he'll like, be like, "Oh, it sounds—it sounds like a clown." <laughs> well, that, his name is Adriana Zumbo. Uh, Adriano Zumbo, and that's his, that's his name. It's just his name. The Incredible Zumbo! It would be great if people worked so hard on the most intricate and beautiful little desserts for ages, and then, and now bring on Zumbo! And it, a, an actual clown comes out and just throws them all, like... Throws it, yeah! Like cream pies <laughs> in everyone's face, while circus horns. I'd love that. That'd be great. I'd watch it. But yeah, so it's it, the, the funniest thing about Zumbo is that he has so little presence. He'll come on and he'll just be like, Hello there, guys. Uh, it's me, Zumbo. Uh, today, we, I want you to cook with all your heart. And uh, yeah, just, just go for it. <laughs> like, and it's, Well, I'm a fan already because, you know, I, I just love when there's no bravado in something. The, the, the way to explain it is, you know, in uh, bringing up Austin Powers again, uh, <laughs> Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me, where it's like, we cloned you, Dr. Evil, and then Mini-Me steps out. Mm. It's like the same kind of feeling, where it's like, everybody welcomes Zumbo, and it opens, just this little hello there, guys. What <laughs> <laughs> it's like confetti. It just cracks me up. It's really funny. Just like the tonal dissonance between Zumbo and this like, Willy Wonka factory around him. He looks so scared to be there. It's wonderful. <laughs> I want Babish to watch the uh, cookery in color videos that I've done with Sean. Those are and and feel like like I want to know can he replicate perfectly the vile dishes from that video? Like how difficult would it be to redo them? Yeah. Like, that's one thing is I feel like that. that <laughs> Listen, Babish, if that's your real name, we have ideas for you and we're willing to sell them for a chunk of your revenue. Um, there are a bunch of old books out there. And uh, right now, my, my friend here. I do want, like, what is what is the best you could do with those books? Like, 
<laughs> well, again, like, you've kind of got a good formula going where just replicate them as good as you can <laughs> and feed it to someone on camera. When I d- decided to cover those books initially, I was going to talk more about uh, the author of them and why they are that way because, but like, it, it turned out to be just funnier to go look at this, this is nonsense, let's eat this and feel sick. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of interesting that the reason it's like that is because they're post-war cookbooks where suddenly rationing is over and people are getting all these ingredients that they haven't had for a long time. But the problem is nobody knows what to do with them. Yep. And so that's what, like, this This recipes, including avocado and everything, and there's lots of stuff that seems, ingredient-wise, quite modern. Yeah. But it's just the fact that everything's being mixed together in the worst possible way. Oh, just disgusting. <laughs> just disgusting. And so much, so, so much bizarre uh, presentation decisions being made. Oh, I know. Like... You know, all these things put together is disgusting. But if we make it look like a boat, then <laughs> then suddenly we're you know onto what? I'm something. hungry already. <laughs> <laughs> you can fashion dog poo into a delightful little canoe and I'll probably go to town. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. <laughs> all right, so let's go back to Twitter, shall we? Let's find another question. Okay, we have one here from at uh, Abnormal Sean. And they ask, what are some of your coping mechanisms in these trying times, uh, be they unhealthy or healthy? Chocolate hobnobs. Really? Is that like the biggest thing? Um, I had to, I had to step away. It was becoming, a, there was a day, there was, I'll have to come up with a name for this day, but it was a bad day where it was like, that was a full packet at the start of the day. Nob day. What happened there? And, in a way, it was good because that was the, you actually need to fucking rein it in, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think I've been coping better without them, really. Because <laughs> sure, uh, sure. they, they weren't making me happy, you know? <laughs> that's, that's how it is. That's the line, isn't it? They weren't making me happy. But it's but it's true. They, they, they weren't. Uh, coping mechanism, just... Uh, keeping busy with stuff. I made the mistake in the early days of all this. Yeah. In like, I, I think a lot of people felt like it was kind of time off for the first little while. It's like, oh, mm. well, nothing's happening. Everyone can kind of relax, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But oddly, it was those times that were kind of worse because just feeling a bit adrift and feeling a bit useless and then the chocolate hobnobs come into play but as soon as as soon as i was like right look this is going to be going on for a while just keep busy with you know videos podcasts um other projects that i'm working on and you know and then much better since so that's that's been my coping how about you that's uh oh boy um i'm like a perfect combination of the most unhealthiest you can go and and pretty pretty healthy kind of on the same line as you um so obviously i've been keeping busy uh youtube stuff podcast stuff 
um general especially oh twitch has been a lifesaver actually oh my god has twitch been a lifesaver uh it, it, i i'd argue that tw- like twitch right now um as much as i do love doing youtube twitch is like a little like a it's a safe place for my head you know i can go in there and it's such an easy way to talk to my community if there's like a bit of one-on-one feeling rather than just putting a video out to the void and having the void judge it like you've actually got live names popping in and you can talk to them and you can go oh hi you know uh freddy fingers how are you doing today and they'll be like oh i'm all right i like that i like that it's it's really really good and that's helped me keep a bit a bit sane but on the flip side twitch has also been a bit of a double-edged sword uh because i am a very very anxious person and i don't say that lightly uh before youtube i I was a bit of a bit of a shut-in i didn't like going outside because i was scared of the general public um so streaming is kind of like putting yourself out to the general public you know you're, you're public speaking every day and i discovered that alcohol was really helping you know dampen that down it, it was it was, I was oh, a bit of Dutch courage, you know. But I was having Dutch courage nearly every single day, and not only it was Dutch heroism. Well, that's the thing is that after after a few a few beers, you know, I could stream for for bloody hours. I could be like, wait, you know. And then as soon as it wears off, you're like, oh god, oh, oh, you know, you, you you're back to being anxious again. And so I got caught in this habit, an unhealthy habit of right, I'm streaming tonight. I'll go to the shops, pick up a couple of beers drink them down, gulp them down, go onto the stream. And it it started kind of looking like it might become a dependence thing. And when I started to notice that, it was when I was, it, I was sat down. I, I guess this, it, don't get me wrong, like I, I, know, I know this is a serious topic, but I'm not saying like, oh God, this is like a, you know, the uh, the AA meeting. Like, no, it's, it's nothing like that. It's more just, you know, I, I started to notice that I was, was before a stream, and I was like having to stop myself from going out to buy beer because I was like, no, I can't, I can't. But then I was like, but I've got to do it because otherwise I'll be. And I was having this like internal debate in my head about should I go out for alcohol? Mm. And I was like going through a list in my head. Well, the positives are I'll feel better. The negatives are it's not going to be good for my body. Positives, oh, you know, it's, it's it's something to talk about with the audience. Negatives, money. And eventually, you know, I, I had to stop myself for a whole week just to see if I could do it. And sure enough, but uh, yeah, that that is definitely, without a doubt, one of the more unhealthy coping mechanisms that I've had during COVID. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's something else when when you have that little outside yourself feeling of like <laughs> a second you has sat down across from you and is giving you a little judgmental look, and you're like, everything, everything okay there. And you say, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I mean, uh, look. They they grab your eyes and they, they, they take it down to the eight empty beer bottles by your feet. You want to tidy them up? <laughs> you know, do you want to you tell yeah. me what's going are, on are here? Are you going to take them to the bottle bank? Is that, uh, were those yours, were they? Having a... Yeah. <laughs> having a... Having a yeah. Is that having a good time? Well, that... That's the conversation this, I had to... Is this, the, yeah. is this the plan? Is this the plan? That's usually what 
that's usually what stops me if I feel like I'm going down a bad path. It's a kind of like, is this like, yeah, looking ahead, like, are you planning to continue this? And uh, is this going to become a bigger thing? And you go, oh, I don't know if I want it to be a bigger thing. It's like, mm-hmm. well, then, fuck him. Exactly. See, yeah, it, it became a point where, like, <laughs> my audience were coming in going, what's Clemp's going to be drinking today? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> uh, no, you, you, can't, you can't let it be a thing. Yeah, it's like uh, we have a little emoji in the Twitch right now of a little rat with a gin glass just being like, whoa. And it's cute. I love it. It's a cute little emoji. But I was also like, but why is it there? (laughs) You know, there's got to be a reason why the little rat glass is holding a gin glass. It clearly must be a thing. And it it is. It was. You know, it was gin and booze. It it, it Mm. made me feel better, especially as during these hard times, TM. Um, And I guess other than alcohol, the other negative, I suppose, was takeout food. It, because I was I, I was afeared, I suppose, of having uh, the, the Asda man come out with his big truck, which he's delivered to so many people and dropping off my groceries. So I was like, well, you know, it's a little bit safer if a takeout man just drops it at my doorstep and runs away. And I got into a really bad habit of having a terrible eating like uh, eating routine and then like i swear to god i dread to look at my bank balance at how much i spent on takeout during this whole thing it it must it must have doubled or tripled from what it used to be it must have um mm. so that was another really bad thing and uh ever since i noticed it and as you said that other person looks at you how many curries has it been this week this week you having a you having yourself a little curry treating yourself Mm. It's been a hard week, hasn't it? Is it a treat, or is it just this? Is it is that is this is this the way it's going? Do you treat yourself all the time? <laughs> <laughs> having 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 another little treat. Oh, another another little treat for you. Well, you must oh, be interesting. You must be doing really well. <laughs> working hard or hardly working? Am I right? <laughs> um, on the drinking, mm. I haven't. Uh, I, I don't believe I've strayed into any uh, kind of worrying territory, but it is, mm, mm. it's the first time I've ever like drank by myself. Sure. At home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's just something that I, I just never did it. Sure. But um, it, <laughs> it was uh, a change to be like just every now and then if I'm having the dinner, it's like, do you know what? It's, it's a, it's a beer with dinner night. Yeah. <sighs> Which was unthinkable before, because I always felt like I felt like that was a waste. Sure. Before I don't know, I was I just felt like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have one beer. No. With, but now, one hundred percent. Yeah. If it's been a particularly uh, hard day, it, it takes the edge off, and that that's that's the unfortunate thing about it is that it kind of does. Um, I, I guess the. The positive with me and alcohol is I'm a very happy drunk. I I I talk a lot, like I do anyway. Um, but you know, it doesn't give me any really negative side effects. So if I do that and I'm on stream, it's like, way, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, so it it really did just come to a point where I was like, right, before COVID, I'd drink every now and then, 
But during COVID, it's been like, right. The bottles are starting to mount up. I had like a big Amazon crate box just filled with Asahi beer. Just filled with the bottles. And it, it was too heavy for me to lift in the end. So I was like, oh, bloody hell. Um, it was it was just ridiculous because there isn't a bottle bank near me. So I've got to like take it into town. So yeah, I guess I guess that that is definitely a a very long-winded answer uh for I guess just you know negative negative things. Um and yeah, I guess on the topic of covid, we actually do have another question here from at Kamina girl. And they say, "What are you planning to do for Halloween during covid? If Halloween has already happened, what did you do on Halloween?" Well, at point of recording, it is not Halloween, but by the time it comes out, Halloween will have passed. So I guess we'll talk about what we're planning. I have, I have no plans. I, yeah. I mean, I assumed I wasn't, <laughs> I assumed nothing was going on. There's not going to be any, I'm not going to be going to any parties, certainly. Sure. Well, were, were, you a, were you a party person before COVID? Uh, I mean, if I was invited to a party, I'd go to it. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I guess, yeah, same. I, I go to raves, mate. Whoa! I did. I was unaware of this. Goodness me, a party boy! And if I was invited to a Halloween party, my God, I'd be there. <laughs> It'd be a crazy love a Halloween party because you're kind of you you're kind of guaranteed because like if you're invited to a party, say, like, you know, might be might be okay. Oh yeah, but Halloween party, it's probably going to be quite good because you are guaranteed sweet. Yeah, one person is dressed up. Mm-hmm. No one else is dressed up. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a horror film on the telly. Yeah. Someone will play uh, some really corny Halloween music. Halloween-themed shots was always my favourite. Around... Halloween-themed shots, you see? Like cocktails, you know, with a little, a, little, a little bat as the parasol. I'd love stuff like there'll that. There'll be a plastic spider hanging from the ceiling. Ooh, ooh, It'll be great. It's a bit scary, but I like it. <laughs> Guess the blood pressure. It's down. scary. Oh, come here. Don't be scared. Kiss kiss. Oh, 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 it's a scary spider, but it's fake. I'm having fun. That's that's what I like <laughs> about Halloween. Um see, I it, it's I guess growing up because my my mum was always into holidays. Uh my mum loves like Christmas and stuff like that and uh she loves kind of going out to Halloween parties, but my dad, he was always uh you know, well they only need one present for Christmas. And, uh, well, Halloween, it's a bit American, isn't it? Bit of an American thing to do, isn't it? It's like, no, Dad. And so it, it was always difficult doing... That's when you, you grab him and you say, Christmas wasn't invented in England, buddy. Yeah, right, Dad. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> and that's when the great British flag waved behind him and he said, yes, it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ was... English. <laughs> Jesus Potter Christ. I'm uh, just baselessly painting your father as <laughs> some sort of... <laughs> I was going to say, he's not, he's, he's not a fucking member of the EDL. Like, <laughs> he's just an old man, bless him. <laughs> nah, my, my... Uh, same thing. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, my, my, my dad's just... Um, he's not one for holidays, really. Uh, that, that's my dad in a nutshell. Nice guy. Just not a holiday person. So whenever it was like... Aside from the Queen's birthday. Well, of course, you've got to celebrate the <laughs> Queen's birthday. 
You've got to do that. It wouldn't be it would be unpatriotic. I'll ha- I'll have a small glass of beer on the jubilee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so glad I was I wasn't brought up in a family like that. Oh, but no. Um, I guess it was always a little bit difficult when I was younger. It was like, can can the boys go out and do Halloween? And my dad would no. No, it's uh, it's it's oh, that's another thing. It's unchristian. It's an unchristian thing. It's uh, you're, it's, he's got you there. Yeah, mm, I was gonna say devil. Was <laughs> like you'd say, and just wanting to say, but that's what's fun. About exactly. It. There are goth girls out there, Dad, <laughs> and I can't get to them if I'm inside. Duh, there are goth girls in the Duh, please. I I've always felt that to be truly goth now. I, I'm not one for gatekeeping, mm. but I always feel to be truly goth, Go on. you need to have the Christian upbringing. Because mm. I feel it really complements it when you are genuinely rebelling a little bit against that upbringing. Okay. And it means all the religious iconography, it's it just, you've, you've got the connect. When you turn that cross upside down, you know, it means something. Exactly. Your your, your <laughs> roots turn a darker shade. <laughs> now, look, I would never want to dissuade anyone from being a goth. I wish more people were goth. I completely I regardless, agree. Regardless of how they were brought. Great aesthetic. But I, I always do feel like that religious upbringing does give it an edge in the truest sense of the word. Sure. And whenever you, whenever you watch, like, goth, movies there's always that kind of religious undertone yeah it's like i guess you're it right. really it really plays off a lot of uh religious symbolism and uh religious stories and so on i mean the crow is basically the bible retold for a 1994 audience you know what yeah yeah, you know, <laughs> remember say, Jesus came back and kicked everyone's ass. Yeah, it's true. I was gonna say it, but <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it's funny. I feel like if we have any goths in the audience, comment down below. Were you brought up Christian? That's <laughs> that's that's what you're, either Christian or would would you argue Catholic? Oh yeah, oh Catholicism definitely lends itself well to the the goth life. Catholic is even more of like a like damn you re- you rebelled against the Catholic Church. Oh my god. <laughs> like that that's even more extreme. You're like goth times two. Like a big goth pope. That's what you want. <laughs> the gope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I am terrified to uh, go further with this gope thing as much as I like it because we're going to find out gope means something <laughs> just often. You guys you can't say gope. You just don't do it. <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to Google goth pope now, but I'm also a little bit nervous because <laughs> I, I might. I might find myself digging into a, a hole that I can't escape out of. <laughs> this this new level of goth that I didn't know existed. The the last taboo. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like the last taboo, as far as like finding goth things attractive, is probably the nun from the Conjuring series. <laughs> like you, when that nun walks down the corridor and you get a little like, ooh, that's when you know you've dropped a little bit too far. <laughs> she, she fucking I'm picks, sorry, up a, picks up her dress and starts Scooby Doo, like in a way. But no, yeah, sorry. Uh, Halloween, oh, scary spiders. <laughs> ooh. Um, I guess, I guess what I'll be doing for Halloween during these these COVID times. 
Uh, I'm going to be doing something starting today, actually. Uh, it's going to be Spooky Halloween Game Week. Uh, we're going to be playing Spooky Halloween Games on Twitch, and uh, that's going to be my way of celebrating Halloween. I don't really celebrate it in my house that much. I, I Oh, tell a lie. I always watch my favorite horror movie. Um, favorite movie of all time. I always watch it on Halloween, and that's the thing, the 1980s one. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I watch it at least once every year, because uh, it's, it's just... Have you ever watched that one, Owen? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the just, thing is just oh, truly one of the best. It really is. I'm sure you've seen that newspaper clipping from John Carpenter when he's commenting on the thing not doing as well as he'd hoped at mm. the box office. I actually haven't, no. So please, go on. The thing came out and uh, it wasn't doing great. See, I, I know that it 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 kind of flopped to critics. I, I know that. Mm. Uh, but I don't know the other story. Well, it was just John Carpenter in true John Carpenter fashion saying, I have absolutely no idea what the problem is because that's a great fucking movie. <laughs> Bas- I, well, basically, good for him. It's, it's just like, we made an incredible film. Yeah. So if it's if it's not doing well, it is not the film's fault. Good for him. Good for him. So he's, he knew he knew it was great. He's completely right. And I remember the last the last time I watched the thing, uh, I was just I I even though I'd seen it before, I, I was just blown away right from the start by just what a great looking film it is. Oh my god! It it has aged so well. The I know obviously I the versions i watch like the upscaled versions and stuff like that but still it it looks like it could until you see like the 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 effects and everything but it looks like it could have been made today it really does everything is so crisp it's just i love it to death it's so good sorry please and you know the the dog and the thing i'm giving you just my one other thing thing i wonder if you're gonna parrot what i'm about to say go on (laughs) is it that all the cast were deadly afraid of it. Wait, they were afraid of the dog? They, you know the way the dog gives off uh, an air of... Well, that's what I was about uh, to say. Intimidation. The, the in dog the is a great actor. Like, mm. when the, the, the very first moment that dog's head peeks from behind the door and it slinks into the hallway, I was like, that dog is getting like five treats after this is done, because that was amazing. Well, the the cast felt that themselves, even outside of the film, they were like, this dog is really frightening. Wow, what a great <laughs> casting choice. Mm. That's amazing. It truly is one of the best acting dogs. Since probably one of the best acting dogs alongside Beethoven. Ooh. Or Beethoven's second. A classic or dog. Or Beethoven's third or, and fourth and fifth. Do you know, I on the topic of Beethoven, mm. I watched... All the Beethoven trailers in a row, because I I found out that there was like ten of them, right? And I didn't know, I didn't realize that they were still making them. So I was like, okay, let's watch each of these trailers, see just what the hell's going on in the Beethoven verse. Yeah, and sure enough, not only do they get more and more ridiculous, but at some point, yes, Beethoven begins to speak. Oh, Beethoven at some point, becomes a talking dog in a talking dog movie. Legend. So there you go. Brilliant. Be- be- I just want all your listeners <laughs> to know that out there right now, 
uh, Beethoven <laughs> movies are still going and Beethoven is talking to children. Why? Why? But um, not not why, but, but why did you just sit down and go, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've got a hankering <laughs> for some Beethoven. I mean, once I once I saw how many there were, I just I just wanted to. There was no way I was going to watch them. You got your knife and fork ready, banged on the table, and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> if I just watch each trailer, I'll get enough information to be satisfied. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I feel that. Um, but yeah, no, I guess. Uh, yeah, Halloween. As far as that goes, um, I guess I can throw the question back at you. Actually, you know, you now know my favorite horror film, which is The Thing. Do you have a favorite horror film at all? Anything you like to watch around the Halloween period? I do love uh, the old Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. I like to double bill those, hmm. especially since they're both like an hour and ten minutes, so it's easy to do both. But just incredible still and to think like like 1931 was so long see i if i'm gonna have to be honest i've never watched them so now highly recommended if you want to see uh just like incredible sets and lighting even that alone just fantastic and you may be surprised by how uh effective they still are because mm. there's some of those some of those old uh, horror films like the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi mm. is kind of one of those it is interesting as an artifact yes but it is not actually that interesting as a film sure because uh, that film was essentially a stage play that was really popular at the time and they just filmed the stage play and you can tell it when you watch it, it's like, well, this is as, like, everyone, the, the way people walk in to shots and everything, it's like, this might as well be on a stage. And it's very wooden and it's very boring. <laughs> but but it is still great to see Bela Lugosi as Dracula and feel that, like, oh, this is the origin of the thing. And... I'm 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 full of self doubt. Am I being really boring? Oh God, no! Are you kidding me? No, I'm I'm loving it. No, absolutely not. You're um, fucking going off about like things you're passionate about. It's great. Well, a thing that I found out about that original Dracula that just blew me away was so they had all these sets built to make this Dracula film, and when they finished filming for the day and started packing up the cameras and you know all the uh, actors are having their makeup taken off everything a different crew uh, a, a spanish crew moved in huh. and started setting up the same lighting and cameras right and they essentially at night filmed the spanish version so <laughs> they were shooting the exact same film at night on the same sets what the just hell? with different actors but they had the same script but in spanish so there's a version of dracula which is like the mi- it's a mirror of the same film, but with Spanish actors and actresses doing it in Spanish. That's very weird. <laughs> I love like <laughs> film film lore like that. It's so I, I just would have loved this to be always the case. Like you know, look as long as we have these sets built, you know, whoever wants to make the same movie, come in. I guess yeah. Honestly, it was a different time back then. You, you, could, you could do things much differently for much cheaper. Those are the days. 
Um, so I actually have a a suggestion right now. Um, it's something which we mentioned before the podcast began. Uh, I think it would be really fun to incorporate something from your podcast. Um, and you have little little cards, little cards. It's what, true. Uh, called infinite cards. And this is this is a this is a great reason for you to to jump over to Mecca's podcast. You got a got a pledge to that Patreon. They're very entertaining. I highly recommend them. Um, I I did I stuck the first uh, fifteen episodes up for free uh, at the start of lockdown. <laughs> a lot of people were desperate for anything to fill the void. So <laughs> I put if anyone wants to listen to at least the first fifteen. They're available to everyone, and if you like it, yeah, you know, throw, maybe stick around, throw but... something there. Awesome. Um. So yeah, yeah, you have these these little little cards called infinite cards, and they have a whole myriad of topics on them. Um. Now, I think you should just pull a random one out because what, what? Uh, for those of you who can't see, uh, me and Mecca, we are actually looking into each other's eyes right now through webcam. Uh, makes it a little bit more interactive. So what you can't see is Mecca shuffling the cards, uh, and you're gonna have maybe to maybe you can use... get a little ASMR hit off of that. There we go. You have to use your imagination as we pull a card out. I've got an infinite amount of cards in my hand. It is true. It's pretty terrifying. And every single possible topic in the universe is on here. So let's see what he's not lying. Yeah. Oh, shopping centers. I've drawn the shopping centers card. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Now, did, when you were growing up, did you have the local shopping center and was it a huge part of your life? Uh, we had two shopping centers, actually. And uh, I'm not going to say what, they, what, the, what names they are exactly. I'll just call them shopping center one and shopping center two. Uh, they were not really massive parts of my life because there's also the high street you know you've got the high street of all your all your your big shops there the mall was more just a building with more shops in it it wasn't really a place for you to go in and like find specific things it was just it was almost like a novelty i guess only in recent years has it become really like flourishing like a gym in there and stuff and Tons of restaurants, like restaurants which the town has been begging for for years. Um, but I wouldn't call it a massive part of my life, no. I, I, I'd argue it's become more of that for me lately, actually. Uh, or at least before COVID, anyway. Um, how come? I'm, I'm assuming this has... Was there one for you? Well, we had the the square Tala. <laughs> and, and there will be such a huge area of Dublin which would all consider that their shopping centre growing up and the square was I mean it's still there but it's I mean compared to how it used to be now it's very normal but back then it was such a bizarre place because I, I don't know when they were building it they must have felt that all this stuff would be extremely trendy and modern but it was just more odd than anything right. else so they went for a, a look and said oh by the way it's called the square so and there's a giant shape on top of the square what shape do you think the square shape is? okay i'm gonna try not to be obvious 
I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go try and it is a pyramid. Oh look at that! So there's a huge pyramid on top of the square. Now, some say fair enough because the square is under the square at the base of the pyramid. <laughs> okay, ho hum. So they what they built it and wanted like an Egyptian angle? Like the idea that a shopping center would have a theme other than there are shops here is already yeah quite something. But like it sounds very Las Vegas. I know, and it, it's so odd that anyone bothered to <laughs> put any of this stuff in. Yeah, I was gonna... oh, so there God. was lots of like rockeries, like big lots of stone, and there was next. This is all. This is all going to sound so much fancier than what it was. Now you, I'm going to say these words and you're going to sound like, well, that sounds really impressive. Oh, but I want you fancy. to know it wasn't impressive. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not fancy. It certainly tacky. Wasn't. But next to the next to the escalators, like all these stones were along the side of the escalators so that a small <laughs> river oh. could float down. Like there was... There was so much water, so many water features. It was the only shopping center I know that you could have drowned in. There was, <laughs> there was fish tanks, so many fish tanks and fish. And th- there was pools of water around all these rockeries and people put in oh. like these uh, fan plants. And there was, they wanted it to look like some sort of Egyptian oasis thing. I don't know why. It, it, All of this stuff is long gone. Because Oh sure. And sure because of course it is. Like at some point they must have said, why did we even put this stuff here in the first place? This is just a nightmare of maintenance. Uh, yeah, it, it costs way much for us to actually uphold it than than it is like then we get back. That's completely fair. And it meant that when the, when Santa came to the shopping center they had to build like oh they had to cover up the water features so <laughs> as you were visiting santa there was a constant threat of the floor giving way and you falling into the watery abyss below see i feel like that that gives you more of like an incentive it's like risk reward you know it's for, yeah. it's for the uh <laughs> i mean it keeps the lines from getting to it's why it's why doubling kids are so hard you know, you, you got you got to really work hard to get your gifts. You got <laughs> the fucking parents bring them in. There's like shark fins, like all around us. I think they tried to offset the costs of the maintenance by uh, they brought in remote control boats oh, that they put in the water, right? That people could have a go of for some money, but people stopped doing that after the first week because I'm not gonna pay quite quite a lot. They were expensive to drive a boat in a circle. We we had something kind of similar, but not so much the shopping center, more so the town square, I guess. Um, they they'd like renovated it recently to look more modern. There's like a water feature there now, you know, where it sprays water out the ground, and I was like, oh wow. Um, 
But the very first day, it was like officially. I'm so, I'm so not impressed. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's the like, movement of water. Yeah, it's like my 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 town is like so fucking like busted. It's like oh, well, you you're finally caught up with water shooting out of the ground. Fucking Sheffield did that like years ago. Come on. Phoning up the town council just to say. Grow up, guys. Come on. And hanging up. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking old busted bitches. <laughs> um, but it's, it was, it, I, I was about to say it's really funny, but it's really not funny. I guess it's more funny, like, saying the story. Um, the very first day it was unveiled, uh, they didn't put any safety handles. So I was walking back from my partner's place. And I I hear this thud, and I turn to the right, and there's this little old lady, who went, oh. and she fucking <laughs> she fell off, and uh, she she had a nasty bleedy head, and it was it was it was all over the pavement, and I was like, oh god. So I decided to jump in and be you know be, be, do a little bit of bit, bit of heroism for the day. I was like, fear not, uh, Granny, I'll save you, and I jumped in and. Uh, I made sure that with my my very minor amount of first aid training, I made sure that her head was propped up and everything. A bunch of other people, because you know when when you see that happen, everybody gets like that hero thing where they're like, no, I'm going to be the one. And then like, <laughs> there was like five mums with prams who were just like, ah, no, I, I've, uh, I'm i a nurse. And then, oh, but I'm a doctor's assistant. Then everybody was like piling on this old lady. Um, and then she, everyone was just grabbing her to say, "You ruined our big day." You fucker! This was this was supposed to be returning the page. I'm a. This is a new. This is the new town but you square. See, um, and you fucking. But, but the thing it. is, is that when she left, you know, she unbuttoned her sweater, and underneath it was the logo of the town from across the way. And she laughs, <laughs> maniacally. She did it. Exactly. Was 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 it? Uh, was, it's it like, was a false flag. <laughs> was that? It was a false flag operation. She was just. Well, it's like a Springfield versus. What's the... Oh, Shelbyville. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, yeah, that 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 happened, and it's uh, it's a kind of same thing where it's like they tried to go for modern. Where it's like it has different layers, and it looks a little bit crazy. But I'm like, yeah, but old people don't get that. There used to be old things. Put some safety rails up, for God's sake. Like, there were no safety rails. And, like, people apparently were, like, bashing their shins into it. And because it was, like, sharp, they were cutting themselves on it. And they had to, like, block it off again. What I'm like, you... No forethought. If there was a good thing about that elderly woman falling and breaking her head open, which is a sentence I like to say often. Oh, absolutely. It's that at least it proved how foolish they'd been instantly like yeah fucking day one <laughs> i mean the titanic had a few days at sea before anything went wrong so they must have really felt arrogant there yeah but had it been day one like if they'd pulled out of belfast port and hit an iceberg like 10 minutes out <laughs> to sea you're like well there you see <laughs> yeah exactly God bless that old lady. She she was very sweet though. She was like, "Thank you." No, she was from the other town. That's true. She's trying to demean <laughs> us, and we can't. What was, be what was that. she even doing there in your town? We've only just got a Byron Burger. You can't do this to us, please. We've only just got a Wagamama. <laughs> don't take this away from us, Doris. Please. <laughs> we're finally advancing. We're 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 like, was it? We we've we've gone from like the fish people village. <laughs> We didn't have any pavements. <laughs> Wagamama looking over at 
this old woman having to be pulled out of the water and saying, not here. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe Bristol need another Wagamama. And you're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll never get that yo, that yo sushi bid now. It's like, oh, fucking it. Bristol again. Have they not? They've got everything. Okay, is this just me? Or like, have you been to yo sushi before? Yes. Is it is it just me? Or do they sell like the most whack food there? It. I I swear, like it, it's it is the most Western interpretation of sushi I think I've ever tried in my life, or like just like Japanese dishes as a whole. I I cannot get into well, it. I think like yo sushi, as far as I can remember, was like the first like chain sushi place. Yeah, that showed up certainly in in Dublin. Like they were way ahead of like there seems to be. Lots of options now. Oh, yeah. For a long time, that was like the one place, aside from, like, there was a real restaurant where you could get real stuff, but it was very expensive here. And uh, other than that, Yo Sushi was kind of, here's here's your opportunity to just try this stuff. I was going to say. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just come from a line of, well, you know, it's like, it's still wacky, you know? Look, we've got. It's Japanese food. Imagine that. But now, surely with so much competition, that is like, this is properly good Japanese cuisine. I've never been to a restaurant where I feel embarrassed to order because you press the little button and then you hear that, yo, you hear that fucking over the tannoy. And and, and I'm like, yeah, like, oh God, you got your, your head in your hands while the... Uh, the, the little red light flashes on and off like he's the one who pressed the button everybody look at him he's hungry for more is he yeah. everyone turn around boo. Yeah. boo and everyone's just trying to eat and and you just hear the, the, the fucking sirens go off and you're like oh I just I just want some sush- like sashimi for the love of god I just want a bit of salmon yeah n- uh, no no sirens in any restaurant no, <laughs> Sorry, please. I was gonna say, I, I, I just want to get my food, eat it, have a nice chat. But then when you're talking out the corner of your ear, it's like, it's like, like pots and pans are being bashed around, and like, oh, hey, that idiot's just ordered his second helping of of beans, edamame beans. Ah, <laughs> point and laugh. I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. If I was invited to Yo Sushi, I'd go. You know, it's it's a fun place to go with friends. Uh, the sake there, pretty nice, warm sake. Ooh, get that down yet. Uh, free refills of miso soup. I'm in there. You can't go wrong with miso soup. And sure enough, Yo Sushi's miso soup, fine. And you can get infinite refills. So I'm like, right, call me intrigued. Um, but everything else, I'm just like, oh, can't be dealing with it. I remember the very first time I ever had any sushi was at that Yo Sushi. And uh, I made such a terrible mistake in like, right, oh, it's amazing to think now that there was ever a time where I'd feel tentative about eating it, you know, like first time eating sushi. And and this is and this is raw fish. Yeah. And and this is raw fish from <laughs> rice. And and I just eat it. And th- and this is and this is what soup? Miso soup? And I can just have this? Is it a green tea? A green tea. I've never heard Honestly, you I've never heard you sound more Irish. but truly like the first time i went to yo sushi like every single thing there 
It was like, I never heard of any of it. Well, that's got to be fun, though, surely. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was uh, an experience, but it, it's amazing to me to think now that <laughs> that was a thing that, you know, because I hadn't grown up with knowing any of that stuff. Sure, sure. And suddenly there's this place, and I'm trying it all out. And I really liked it, but I made the foolish mistake of the final thing I had was like this little chicken dish. They were, they were like skewers. Right. And they tasted terrible. And suddenly the delicious taste that I'd been left oh. with. It's like right at the end, fell at the last hurdle. Had, had this bad taste in my mouth. I was like, oh. damn. It's, it's not a great story. No, no, you oh. know, but you know what? It's a story, and I accept it gracefully. I don't, it, I don't think it even is a story. I'm, no, it's all right. I'm just. I'm putting it, in me. it was nice. It was wholesome. It keeps me warm. I will say, I underestimate. Like, I, I don't understand how people can eat willingly eat wasabi. For the love of God, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever actually tried wasabi on sushi? Love it. You love. I don't. Get Absolutely it. love it. What is and it? I love, okay, explain. I love to, to push me. it as well because I'll have a piece that'll have a generous amount, and I'll go, Whoo, oh my goodness!" And the next one, I'll feel like, "Well, I lived through that, so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna double up." And then, uh, sure enough, eventually I will go. That's that's too much. Oh, but does it explain to me what it is? Because it to me, it just it tastes like it tastes just like chemicals. Like, it doesn't taste good. It tastes like I've put something really bad in my mouth that shouldn't be in there. Like like uh, like cleaning solvents and stuff like that. I've just put it on. Oh, God, it's got to get out. I can't do it. It's just... I th- it's It's got that... Uh, I mean, it doesn't taste like mustard, but it's got that similar kind of, like, sinus blasting power. But Wow, yeah, you can say that again. No, I, I love it. I, I, I've never... I've never known anyone to take strongly against them. I, oh, I can't. I can't stand it. I cannot. I cannot. How about, you know, when you get the little uh, uh, soy sauce dish, mm. you can put a little bit of uh, wasabi and kind of mix it into your soy sauce so that it okay. maybe goes down a little easier. I'll try. I mean, I'll... if you don't like it. That's you true. don't like it. You know, and I, I'm not a fan of like horseradish. Either mm. or mustard, really. Which I've, my friend Paige, she's gonna be furious at that because she loves mustard. Um, but no, I just can't stand like anything which blasts my sinuses. I'm like, oh, can't be dealing with it. Can't be. Dealing <laughs> I mean, with it. sometimes you'll get sushi pieces where there it's already been pre wasabi like under, underneath the fish. Well, would that uh, would that upset you? I'd leave. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd flip whatever whatever tray it's on. I'd flip it and I'd go right. Clearly, you weren't told I was coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the soy sauce dipping. How are you with that? With what? Is that sorry? all good? The soy sauce and the dipping. Okay, now that's where I get a little bit out of control. Um, this this is where I I am a bit of a heathen with my sushi. See, I like to give the fish a little bit of a swim. Like a kind of return to grace, as it were, um, you know, before it gets into my tummy. Mm. So I, I like to have my sushi, my, my sushi swimming in the soy sauce. If it isn't burning my eyes of how salty it is, uh, you know, I don't like it. But I, I, do, I do. I like sushi, but I like it even more 
when it when it blasts my tongue off with just how salty it is. I love that. And how about the Gary? Uh, Gary is he the guy who sells it? That's the um, the ginger. Uh, I'm a fan. You know the the, the slivers of light brown. Are you talking about the gold pa- members? The gold, cleanser. Uh, gold members little skin box. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yummy. Uh, yeah. No, I I I'll sometimes have a a very uh, mild little little sprinkle on my on my sushi side. Yeah, I I can understand why people put it on. You know, but, but when I was a kid, I could never imagine eating sushi. Raw fish. Fish in general. Oh, can't be dealing with. But I, but I used to hate broccoli. And now if somebody, if, if I'm on a, like a like a Chinese takeout menu, I'll be like, all right, they have uh, garlic broccoli here. I'm in there. Like, like, I'll get that before the chicken, honestly. Japanese Domino's menus. Broccoli is a pizza topping option. Oh, piss off. That makes me, oh, oh why don't we have that? That makes me mad. Be- because because that's silly. Ooh, I'm getting mad, Owen. <laughs> oh, my broccoli pizza now. And you can also get just cubes of potato. Oh, that sounds fun. And um, you can get little bits of like, you know, uh, the eraser you get at the end of a pencil. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just get little bits of that. Why? You, I mean, look, people don't order it often, but it's there. I mean, more options is always just a good thing. I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like, I like, this is pretty much the definition of how podcasts can get so tangential, really. <laughs> they can just go out of control. And uh, c- cigarette ash, just like little flicks of oh, cigarette ash. Don't stop that. I think but the funny thing about that, actually, I, I have this weird thing with cigarette ash where there's a part of my brain which goes, oh, yum. When I see people do that, and the only reason for that is Lady and not Lady in the Trap, 101 Dalmatians. There's a bit where the two the two London boys are like, oh, come up, and like one of them has a sandwich, and he go, and the other one puts his cigarette ash out on the sandwich, and I went, that looks pretty tasty. That I'll have that. The animation at that moment (laughs) is just so good and so funny. Oh yeah, I know. I recently went through all the animated Disney. Classics and that bit, it is very funny. The dismissive flick. It's great. It's <laughs> great. The taste of ash. I can promise you, you don't want it because the the worst taste that I've ever had in my mouth was I was bowling a long, long time ago. Okay, and there was a can of club orange. Oh no! And I believed the can of Club Orange to be a familiar can of Club Orange. Like, this is a familiar can of Club Orange. I can drink from this can of Club Orange. Little did I realise it was not a familiar can of Club Orange. It was an old abandoned can of Club Orange that someone had been using to flick all their cigarette ash into. And I I took a swig fully prepared to just go, I'm just enjoying Club Orange. (laughs) So there's no, you know... I'm not hesitant. I'm like, <laughs> Club Orange, knock it back. And like, oh. honestly, I was just straight into the bathroom, running the tap over oh. my tongue and just retching it. And even when you've done all you can do, you're <laughs> still just washing out because like, it's all you can think. And you oh. know, you, you know, you've swallowed some. I can't, yeah, I can't be dealing with that. That's nasty. Uh, That's rancid. Like, 
at least though I can never take I suppose this is why I'm generally not nervous about trying uh, different foods sure because I know nothing's nothing that is edible is going to taste worse than, than that. that yeah that's fair you see again I feel like Disney movies do kind of uh, give us these uh, what, what's the word like, like it was like Disney movies and the Beano for me that gave me these like false expectations for just how delicious food was going to be like uh, in the Beano they always had like fry ups after every single or, or the dandy after every single major event was over it was like right come on lads fry up time but like, if you <laughs> google Beano fry up you're going to get so many and it, it, they always made them look so delicious and then bless my mum I, I love my mum to bits. I'd be like, mum, mum, I want fry up because they did it in the Beano. And it would always just be just be disappointing. It would just be so, and I'd be like, that's... So not... does the Beano beat Ghibli to the punch? Because everyone talks about how beautiful the Hell's Moving Castle fry up is. But mm. was the, were they aping the Beano? I would love an interview with Miyazaki where he says, yeah, I was reading the Beano. And, uh, you know, the fry-ups and the Beano just always look so good. So <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting, Lord. I was handing the Beano out to all the animators. <laughs> the, the, the other thing which... which I So the, the Aristocats, for me, made uh, disgusting little soggy biscuits dipped in milk look amazing. Uh, when they when they gave that little mouse, that little friendly mouse, when they gave him a little biscuit and he was dipping it in the milk and he was like, ah, oh, brilliant, little biscuit with milk. I was like, I want biscuits of milk now. And I tried it myself and I was like, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't good. That little mouse. Maybe I need some like sleeping pills in it like they do in there. And maybe that will give it the edge it needs. <laughs> but the other thing in the Aristocats where I was like, ah, oh, could proper have one of them was an old man's leg. Uh, it's, it's when they're, they're, he's getting away. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm miming it because I know it. Sorry. Uh, so, he, for those of you who who didn't see what Owen just did, uh, <laughs> he he was was munching on a leg in the air. It's when the the it's little sort of a, like there. a eating corn off yep. the cob kind of motion. They 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 make so he's getting away with the kittens, and he's like, oh, he's going on, and the the, the dogs notice it, and they're like, I'll have him. So they're after him and they're like, whoa, and, uh, and they, they grab his leg and they start munching on it like a big guy. And for some, I don't know what it is, the noise and like the way they animate his leg. I was like, that looks delicious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there was that scene in um, Aladdin where they're having Apple Jacks. And they're like, oh, man, those look so good. Hang on, wait, and were then, they? And then you have them in real life. And it's wait, like, at what point in Aladdin were they having Apple Jacks? Do you not remember? It was just before Aladdin said, Genie, I wish these tasted like apples. Oh, I see. You're taking the fucking piss. All right. See, I thought, because look, here's the thing, right? He's in Aladdin, lying. He's using look, lies. Look, in Aladdin, the Genie does a lot of fourth wall. I, I wouldn't put it past him to be eating a bowl of cereal while talking to Aladdin with his, like, you know, with his doing a, doing a Jack Nicholson impression. I can see okay, that. Okay, Sparky, I'm eating Apple <laughs> You know, I think on that note, that's a brilliant point to end on a on on the delicious uh, Disney. See, now we've got people leaving with an appetite, so that's because you know they can they can put the podcast down and they can go get some some tasty things to eat. I think that's perfect. Um, Shout out to everyone who's been listening to the podcast 
while making their dinner and they've they've just it's managed to time perfectly so that the podcast is wrapping up and you're just taking it up and putting it on the plate now you you enjoy that dinner and, and also uh, if that is happening let us know in the comments <laughs> yes uh, i i think we we'd also like to offer an apology for those of you who are looking at us with scorn who've just put down their takeout menu uh and are currently just getting themselves so much sushi or some delicious china chinese takeout you know it's a uh, sorry for the uh for the, you know for the waste of money but hopefully it's delicious so you don't have to be mad um that's all we can really hope for but you know i'm going to say we're sorry but enjoy your dinner that's all whatever you're having whatever you're having exactly enjoy. be it an old man's leg or a big soggy biscuit i, I hope you all have a, a wonderful night so i think on that note uh mecca why don't you say exactly where people can find you uh, I will make sure your Patreon link is down below so people are interested. And uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, go ahead. I suppose the easiest way to find me is to search for Mecha Gamezilla on YouTube. You'll find the channel there. I, th- I think if you search the Infinite Review, it'll come up. But you might also just get a bunch of uh, Bioshock Infinite Reviews, which, uh, you know, n- nobody needs those anymore. Because <laughs> right? we all know, we all know, don't we? Mm. We all know that it's mm. rubbish now. Oh, we, we know that now. We don't need to. We don't need to ask ourselves. Because a few, a few <laughs> is, years back, you is, it <laughs> is it rubbish? Is it rubbish? It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got one. You got one video game opinion. Hey, <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, is there any? Uh, like, I guess I'll be dropping your your Patreon down below. Um, there's also your Twitter, which I'll be sure to, to, to leave, uh, down there. And I guess in general, uh, thank you very much for, no, for coming you. on. It was lovely. We, we kind of did this back to back really with your podcast as well. So, um, yeah, uh, always, always a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, I hope people don't turn against me too hard. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, if, if they've enjoyed this, check me out on all my socials, uh, which is yeah. one thing, the Twitter <laughs> and uh, YouTube. And uh, Mr. Clems, thank you very much for giving me an opportunity to, to have my say. Yeah, you know what? You know, to just set the record straight. <laughs> and uh, I, I assume you will not be editing out all the extremely controversial things I've been saying over the past three hours. Uh, Folks, if this if this podcast is a minute shorter than three and a half hours long, you'll know he's cut out all the best stuff and the most important rants that I was going on. Listen, all I'm saying is an hour and a half of start serial info. Whilst interesting, <laughs> I feel like the audience may get a little burnt. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but as I said, it has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you not only to Mecha Gamezilla, but thank you very much to all of you who've tuned in and listened right to the very end. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Uh, please look forward to the next episode. Um, I do apologize about it being a little bit late. It's just the last few months have been pretty crazy. Um, but you know what? I will I will see you all next time. Uh, love you all very much. And uh, I'll probably see you on Twitch or YouTube or down in the comments. And uh, yeah, I'll see you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.